Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the new podcast with Stephen Tolbert and Chris Willis all at BatteryPower.com as well as at BatteryPowerSVN across all forms of social media. Also, you can find them free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just make sure you hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. Again, my name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter when it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And look what happens when you're an offense as talented as the Braves and you put the ball in play. Last night, the Braves won an extra inning game. How amazing is that? If you want to talk about the Braves putting to rest some narratives of game situations where they struggle. They haven't necessarily done that, but they were able to get a win in an 11-inning game, a game where it went back and forth. The Braves would get the lead. The Red Sox would get the lead. The other team would come back. The Braves were able to get the job done. And the biggest reason why was because they put the ball in play. Over the weekend, the Braves' approach at the uh, approach at the plate was less than ideal. It was lackluster for much of the series against the Mets. Well, on Tuesday night, they looked to reverse the narrative. 51 total plate appearances for the Braves, f- only four strikeouts, seven walks, 13 hits, nine runs were the result. And it was not only the fact that the Braves put the ball in play in general, they put the ball in play with command. The top of the order between Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, and Ronald Acuna Jr., eight hits overall, a walk, five runs, six RBIs. That is the exact type of response the Braves needed after their struggles over the weekend. And it was great to see. We talked about the fact that, you know, hopefully Ronald Acuna Jr.'s success against the Mets, maybe that would translate into him getting going, you know, for him to play to his natural talent level. Dansby Swanson, after his struggles over the past month or so, could he have used that home run against DeGrom on Sunday as a nice jumping off point to get going again? And that's exactly what happened on Tuesday night. And it was a pretty historical night again for Austin Riley. Austin Riley, um, a triple, a home run, five RBIs, only the 15th time in Braves franchise history a player has had at least one triple, one home run, and five RBIs. And Austin Riley now is tied 
with Jose Ramirez and um, Aaron Judge, who arguably are the top two MVP candidates in the American League. Now, Austin Riley, Aaron Judge, and Jose Ramirez are tied for the league lead in extra base hits. And of course, the big thing overall for the Braves is that the offense was consistent throughout the game. You saw them be able to, to get the lead early. You saw the Red Sox come back. You saw the Braves get the lead again. The Red Sox came back. The Braves came back again. This is the type of offensive approach this Braves team is capable of if they take a right approach to the plate. It can be waves of offense, and not all of these runs were off of home runs. They came with the Braves being able to put the ball in pay, play, create and convert scoring opportunities 15 times. The Braves came to the plate with runners in scoring position, and they got hits in five of those 15 opportunities. So just overall, a great bounce back for Porins, a great response from the Braves offense to get the job done. And that's what was needed as the Braves, as Charlie Morton struggled throughout much of the game. Now, when it came to Charlie Morton, I don't necessarily want to say it was a bit of unluck. He looked like he still had some pretty good stuff. It's just that the Red Sox did a good job. Uh, uh, they did their own good job of their approach at the plate, being able to work the count against Morton and finding some opportunities to drive the baseball. Morton was able to go six innings and he gave up seven or five runs, seven strikeouts, only one walk. So Morton did a good job of making sure that he kept the Braves in the game. Not the best of starts, but he thankfully was able to go six innings and he actually was also able to get the job done in limiting the Red Sox from being able to get a lead that they held. So a night of struggles for Morton, but he did his job with the Braves' offense performing well to be able to allow the Braves to have a chance to win. And though it took extra innings, the Braves were able to get the job done. So a great overall response from Atlanta coming off of this weekend, coming into this game. They had another pitching performance that was less than ideal, but the offense was able to get the job done, especially the top of the order. But one of the heroes from last night unfortunately did not have a great into the night. And an update on Orlando Arcia's injury that he suffered towards the end of last night's game. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Without a doubt, there were plenty of positive vibes after last night's game, especially with Ronald Acuna Jr., Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, perhaps having their best game of the year 
as a trio, but it was not all positive news from last night as Orlando Arcia, who had delivered a big hit in the top of the 10th inning to give the Braves a 7-6 lead after getting the base hit, Orlando Arcia came up hobbling and it was later revealed that he suffered a hamstring injury and Brian Snicker mentioned that Arcia had said he did feel a pop in his hamstring. While we don't want to speculate because there's just not enough news out there to really know what the, you know, prognosis will be for Arcia or, you know, what time of time frame it'll be in which he'll be back, you can, you know, expect that it's going to be a significant amount of time if the Braves, or if Arcia mentioned that his hamstring popped. As a matter of fact, it could be that Ozzy Albies will return before Arcia will be available once again as Arcia now deals with this hamstring injury. Of course, the Braves did go back, did go out at the trade deadline and bring back Ira Adrianza, who was a you know key reserve on the Braves World Series team last year. So it'll be interesting to see what the Braves do, what type of roster moves the Braves make in order to make sure that they bolster their bench with another infielder. Uh, make sure you to stay tuned to the Battery Power Podcast Network, but also not only that the batterypower.com for the latest when it comes to any roster moves that the Braves make in order to replace Arcia on the regular roster. Tonight, though, the Braves look to get the series sweep, and, and that's something that, you know, it would be a great response, would be a great bounce-back performance by the Braves from this past weekend, and it's going to be very interesting to see how Kyle Wright responds from what was arguably his worst start of the season in the opening game of the series against the the Mets. Kyle Wright in that game against the Mets, he did go six innings. Kyle Wright has gone six or more innings in each of his past five starts. But in that start against the Mets, he allowed four home runs. On the season overall, Kyle Wright has only allowed 15 home runs. We've talked about it before. The secret to Kyle Wright's success this season has been an above-average strikeout rate and an above-average ground ball rate. When Kyle Wright is not striking folks out at a good rate when they're making contact, more than half of the majority of the time, they're putting the ball on the ground. So there's been a couple of layers of ways in which Kyle Wright has been able to limit opposing offenses. The thing is, though, is that over the past month to six weeks, teams are starting to have a bit more success of making hard contact against Kyle Wright. Over his past six starts, Kyle Wright has allowed nine home runs. 60% of the home runs Kyle Wright has allowed this season have come in his past six starts. Now, at some point, you would think there be would be positive regression. You're not going to typically see a pitcher with the ground ball profile of Kyle Wright, with the overall strikeout profile of Kyle Wright. You're typically not going to see them give up home runs at this rate over a long stretch of time. But that's one thing that has kind of gotten in the way of Kyle Wright of really being able to kind of stay in that Cy Young conversation. It's why his overall performance has declined a bit because he's given up home runs at at a very high rate for a pitcher with his profile. We've also seen the strikeout rate at one time for Kyle Wright. It was near 10.5 per nine innings. Over the past 30 days or so, it's been about eight um, and a quarter. So it's gone from about 10.5 strikeouts per nine innings to about 8.25. So teams are making more contact. He's still producing a ground ball rate around 53, 54%. But the big key for Kyle Wright is simply going to be his ability 
to limit the home runs, and also if he can limit the walks as well. That really hasn't been a struggle of his, but the key for Kyle Wright is keeping the ball in the ballpark. If he can do that, there's a good chance that the Braves are going to be able to have pitchers on back-to-back nights go six, seven innings, and that will be a great development for the Braves after they went deeper into their bullpen than they expected to last night in the extra innings game. And of course, it also will be nice to see with the fact that the Braves have another off day on Thursday. So the Braves are in a good position to be able to make the most of their trip to Boston and get a needed win to allow for them to get a series win, a couple of wins in a row, for them to go into the off day on Thursday with some positive, you know, with some positive momentum before they head out to face another division opponent in Miami against the Marlins. And the other key thing to watch is this, is that yes, the Braves are are fully focused on still remaining in the NL East hunt. They should be with where their schedule is, is going forward, plus the fact that they have seven games against the Mets all in Atlanta remaining this season. But the Braves continuing to win also is needed because another division opponent, the Phillies, are surging right now. And the Braves all of a sudden, at one point, the Braves had nearly a five to six game lead on the top wild card spot in the playoff hunt. Now that lead is at three. And so you don't necessarily have to feel a panic or anything that the Braves are, you know, in a bad position that the Braves are about to give up that top wild card spot, but it is noteworthy to at least monitor that part of the standings because once again, when it comes to the playoffs this year, the difference between the four and five spots is massive because the team that gets the top wild card spot, they're going to host three games in the first round of the playoffs in the best two out of three series against the second place wildcard team. So the the difference in finishing fourth and finishing fifth in the playoff standings for the Braves is the difference between them being at home for that best two out of three first round of the playoffs or them being on the road. So all in all, the focus for the Braves should definitely be continuing to track the Mets and continuing to go after the Mets for the division lead, but it's also key for them to continue to win to hold off the Phillies for that top spot in the wild card standings. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the new podcast with Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert all at BatteryPower.com as well as at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. It's a pleasure to be with you again. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. 